You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health Podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now. I'm Melissa Sims, your host for A Mindful Moment. Thank you for joining me as we explore ways to increase mindfulness in our day-to-day experiences through weekly topics, expert interviews, and guided mindfulness meditations. Mindfulness is presence. It's awareness. It's paying attention to what is happening within us and around us. Mindfulness increases our emotional, physical, and mental well-being. It can also enhance our focus and productivity. Perhaps most importantly, in today's uncertain world, mindfulness strengthens our ability to be more compassionate toward ourselves as well as others. For someone as young as I am, and yes, I think 43 is young, I really feel like I have had double the time in experiences. Yet, I have a terrible memory, and I can't remember most of my childhood or even young adulthood. The memories are there, I know, because if someone brings something up, I can recall the experience. But if you asked me to tell you what it was like being nine years old, I'd have trouble remembering. At first, I thought I must be repressing memories due to trauma that I couldn't recall. But now, I think it is something else entirely. I have learned that my brain is just very efficient about what it hangs on to, probably because of meditation and mindfulness. Our brains are incredible computers, but they are not infinite in storage capacity. Neuroplasticity is the ability of neural networks in the brain to change through growth and reorganization. It is when the brain is rewired to function in some way that differs from how it previously functioned. Brain development does not stop when you become an adult, as was previously thought. Your brain can actually restructure itself when necessary in order to adapt to various changes that you experience throughout your life. The caveat is that in order to do this, it has to dust off the cobwebs and replace old neural connections that aren't being used. Sidebar, seriously, how amazing is the brain? This process is called synaptic pruning. Just like pruning a tree to promote more growth, the brain is preparing itself for new connections, new experiences, and new memories that are more relevant to your present life and whatever developmental stage that you happen to be in. So, if I can use this as reasoning, it begins to make sense for me. We moved a lot when I was a kid, a new city or state every few years, mostly due to my parents' work opportunities. By the time I graduated high school, I had been to 13 different schools in just 12 years of education. I was always the new kid, always trying to figure out how to fit in. 
my brain was in change overload, perpetually pruning, restructuring, and trying to keep up with the constant newness. On top of being in various stages of cognitive development. Now, none of this, by the way, is anything that I now perceive as negative. It just is what it is. So, why am I bringing any of this to your attention? And what does it have to do with mindfulness? Well, as much as mindfulness is all about being in the present, we can't ignore that we are shaped by our past. I actually have a deep appreciation for my changes as a child. It kept me learning at a speed most kids weren't capable of, and it forced me to become outgoing. Our experiences and how we handled change, trauma, the positive and the negative, failure, success, all of these contribute to the people that we are today. In mindfulness, the entire point is to practice staying present to try not to dwell on the past, to try not to worry about the future, but to be fully aware and in the present moment. Yet, it is important to understand the reasons we hold on to the past. It can be different for everyone, but some common reasons are unresolved emotions and or trauma, discontent with the present, shame, and even a lack of confidence. All of these can cause us to overthink things and become stuck in negative thoughts of past failures. When we don't fully deal with an incident and unpack the emotions involved, it's really difficult for the ego to let it go. Our ego will remember exactly how something made us feel, and it will also remember if we needed protection from those emotions should the same type of incident reoccur. I have an irrational fear response to birds. Yes, birds. (laughs) I have no idea why it started when I was very young, and I still have a physical and emotional response when a bird is near. I tense up and my stomach starts tying knots. Now, I am not a skittish person at all. I love animals, even snakes. But my ego is somehow protecting me from something that isn't actually real in the present moment. I even know I shouldn't be afraid. Yet my fight or flight response says much differently. This is some kind of unresolved issue that I have yet to overcome. Now, it isn't a particularly harmful thing that I'm holding on to, but I am still subconsciously holding on to it. On a more serious note, I was in a relationship that was extremely unhealthy in my late teens. It really had a profound effect on my life, as it was my first serious relationship and I was quite young and impressionable at that time. I did not have the capability or knowledge to work through what happened to me and move forward in a healthy way. So this left me with a lot of emotional baggage that I carried with me for a very long time. My marriage was affected in the early days, specifically because I had issues around trust. I couldn't see that I was creating problems by hanging on to the past. I was making assumptions based on past behaviors that I witnessed that didn't have a whole lot to do with my current experience. It took some soul-searching, some serious faith in the process, and brutal honesty with myself to see that my past 
was not my present. I can honestly say that I have let those things go, and I do credit mindfulness with my emotional and mental transformation. So how do we acknowledge the past, but not let it control us in the right here and right now? Meditation and reflection are my biggest go-tos if I'm starting to feel like I'm sliding into that rumination about my past. One of the biggest problems with hanging on to the past is that we usually have a pretty distorted picture of what it is that we can't let go of. And our ego is there, judging the event, the people involved, even our own behavior and reactions as if it is in real time. But if we can mindfully look at the past, perhaps through meditation, we might see a much different picture. We can stop letting the ego run the show and just observe the past without judgment. We have no control over the past anymore. Nothing about it will ever change. So why do we need to judge it? When we have no judgment about it, emotions do not come on as strong and can eventually fade altogether but it definitely takes practice. The key is to keep moving forward. Identify what is helping you in your present moment. Even our positive experiences of the past are keeping us out of the present moment, which is the only true moment that we have. We are in a constant state of change every single minute. If you hold on to the past, you are not leaving room for those new and wonderful things that are happening right now. It's one thing to learn from our experiences and to reminisce about old times. It's a completely different thing when we let the past, positive or negative, dominate our minds and inhibit growth. This leads to anxiety, and anxiety leads to fear and doubt. We can't live fully in the here and the now if we are ruminating over the past. I wouldn't call my childhood or my young adult years traumatic at all. Of course I have had traumatic things happen, and I can remember the rough things, but they don't elicit any emotion. They are just there. I can now look back at even the negative things and no longer feel resentment or anger. And even look at the positive, and just feel appreciation. This is giving me the space I need to experience the right now. Eckhart Tolle said, All negativity is caused by an accumulation of psychological time and denial of the present. Unease, anxiety, tension, stress, worry, all forms of fear, are caused by too much future and not enough presence. Guilt, regret, resentment, grievances, sadness, bitterness, and all forms of non-forgiveness are caused by too much past and not enough presence. Until next time, I encourage you to meditate daily and be mindful in all of your everyday activities. Simply bring your full awareness to the present moment to build your mindfulness skills. Paying attention to every detail of what you're doing, from washing dishes, to work tasks, to taking a walk. 
your mind will wander, and that's normal. Each time you notice it has wandered, that's mindfulness. Consider how wonderful the world could be if everyone was mindful. You can help make that happen. It all starts with a mindful moment. This podcast is part of the Airwave Media Podcast Network. Visit airwavemedia.com to listen and subscribe to other great shows like the Daily Meditation Podcast, Everything Everywhere, and Movie Therapy. We deeply appreciate your support at patreon.com slash a mindful moment. Our podcast is now available to view on our YouTube channel, so be sure to follow us there and on Instagram at a mindful moment podcast. Visit our website, amindfulmoment.com, to access podcasts, scripts, and book recommendations. A Mindful Moment is written and hosted by Teresa McKee and or Melissa Sims. The Spanish version is translated and hosted by Paola Tayo. Intro music, Retreat by Jason Farnham. Outro music, Morning Stroll by Josh Kirsch. Media Right Productions. Thank you for tuning in. This podcast is produced by Work to Live Productions.